Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to Unbothered. Hope you all had a great holiday weekend. I know I did. Highlighted by some great matchups. Football in particular. The Michigan Wolverines. My Michigan Wolverines won the Big Ten East three consecutive years beating Ohio State. What a moment. What a game. I will be breaking that down. College football, as well as NFL uh, news about an hour ago, but Frank Reich has just been fired from the uh, Carolina Panthers. I react to that. Uh, coaching carousel slowly set to begin as things start in motion for both teams that aren't going to be making the playoffs, so they're already looking ahead till next year. And then some great NFL games yesterday. Ravens, Chargers, Ravens, good win. Eagles, uh, Bills, overtime thriller. Maybe a little hate on the Patriots because they look terrible. Great podcast coming up. Let's get into it. Let's start with college football. Let's start with the win of the week. Win of the year. The Michigan Wolverines knockoff. Ohio State. A lot of people in sports media. Rooting for Ohio State, and I shouldn't say uh, all sports media, but I should say uh, national sports media, especially ESPN networks that wanted Michigan to lose and were rooting for Ohio State to get the win. It was truly Michigan versus everybody this weekend, and it was great. Oh, what a matchup. Uh, Michigan was clearly the better team, uh, and it was highlighted by they had the better quarterback. Again, great game, 30-24 Michigan victory, won by six points, uh, but to me, two things were key. Uh, and again, one was the quarterback. J.J. McCarthy was terrific, 16 for 20, and 80% completion percentage. Again, fantastic. Only threw 450 yards, one touchdown. But some of the throws that he made were phenomenal. A couple to Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson just threading the needle, made pro-level throws. He really clutched up this game. Didn't make any mistakes with a football, any misreads. He was perfect and showed he was better than Kyle McCord because, yes, Kyle McCord had 100 more passing yards than him, had an extra touchdown. But guess what? He had two Interceptions, two bad interceptions from a junior quarterback. Hey, hey uh, one, Will Johnson made a great play on the ball, intercepting it, cut Marvin Harrison. And then the other one, it was kind of a Hail Mary as he was getting hit. He threw it up. I thought that was a bad decision. Of course, you don't want to take a sack. But in hindsight, you would rather take the sack than throw it up and have the game-sealing interception. And this was a big matchup because – Ohio State was recruiting both Kyle McCord and J.J. McCarthy. J.J., uh, you know, grew up an Ohio State fan, wanted to go to this school. They chose Kyle McCord over J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy, 3-0 and against Ohio State, 2-0 and is a starter these past two years. That was the first key one. And the second key one, Michigan's defense was is better than Ohio State's uh, defense. Now, I know... Ohio State outgained Michigan, but you might be, oh, they outgained them. Well, Michigan scoring defense, again, better than Ohio State's, limited their attempts, 
And then uh, the one thing I liked, the rushing defense was better all year. The trenches, that stood out. Uh, Travion Henderson had one drive where they kind of handed it to him, uh, train him. They got it going. Outside of that one drive, it was a battle Whereas Michigan leaned on that run game, wore out the defense, had 156 yards to 107 uh, for Ohio State. Again, my defense had two takeaways, two turnovers, two interceptions. Uh, that was great. And then another key thing that this game came down to was coaching. Now, so many, many people thought uh, Jerome Moore was going to get out coached from by Ryan David. Losing Jim Harbaugh this magnitude of a game, it was too much to overcome. And I thought, hey, this man's like 3-0 and is a head coach so far this year. Won an early game, beat Penn State in one of the toughest environment, road environments you'll ever play. And then, you know, faced adversity last week against Maryland. They got the win. So I thought he was prepared. I thought Jim Harbaugh coaching during the week would definitely get Jerome Moore and the boys prepared. But, again, it's up to Jerome Moore in-game to make key decisions. And, again, they did that. One key thing, fourth downs. So Ryan Day didn't go for it on fourth down uh, at all. Jerome Moore, three for three on fourth downs. So, again, the fourth and ones were key for Michigan. The uh, run with, you know, Blake Corm a couple times. The uh, pass to Colston Loveland. Great pass by uh, J.J. McCarthy uh, to set up those fourth down conversions especially two of those on a touchdown scoring drive. Game changers right there, keeping your offense on the field uh, was big. The other uh, coaching thing, I thought Sherelle Moore won uh, into the first half. Uh, you know, you don't call timeouts because you're up 14 to 10. It's like, hey, we don't know what can happen in 30 seconds. J.J. McCarthy throws an interception, fumbles the ball. Is it unlikely? Yes, but it's college football. Rivalry weekend. Those things can happen. So he says, hey, uh, I'm not going to call any timeouts, uh, which puts the pressure on Ryan Day to then call his timeouts to try to get a touchdown or let the clock drain for a field goal try. What did Ryan Day do at fourth and two? Let the clock run down for a field goal try. He called the timeout. No time left. As a Michigan fan, you're happy because you're going to go to the locker room up at half, either by one point or by four points. So he sends out the field goal unit. Sharon Moore smartly ices the kicker because he makes the first attempt. Ohio State misses the second attempt. So you're up by four at halftime. That was a huge call uh, by Michigan uh, right there. He did a better job of coaching than Ryan Day. Ryan Day got out coached by an interim head coach. Now, a lot of the Media is going to talk about the Buckeyes and what they did wrong. I don't really care what they did wrong because I'm a Michigan fan. They can do wrong all day because, hey, I talked about those uh, key things that Michigan did right. Yes, you can talk about the Buckeyes gaining more yards, yards per play, first downs. But those key things I talked about, that is what wins you games. Another one, the field position battle, special teams, uh, the punting. Uh, this is one bit, you know, reading some Ohio State uh, forums and, you know, online Reddit-type things, and they're upset with the special teams. Why? Because Michigan's punter 
uh, Doman. A couple great punts to set Ohio State up with a long field position, whereas, you know, I think it was around 52 uh, average uh, punt for the Michigan punter Tommy Doman. Uh, Ohio State's punter, excuse me, I don't know his name. I think his punts were around 35 total yards, so that's major field position flip right there. Michigan was the better team, the better team won. I'm not going to call for Ryan's day job again or speak to things like that. I think he's a great coach. Uh, he can't coach against Michigan. Uh, it's been shown that Michigan is better than him. The one time uh, Ryan Day beat Jim Harbaugh, it was with all of Urban Meyer's players in 2019, down Michigan year. Uh, Ohio State, again, coming off a great year, uh, winning the Rose Bowl, had all these star players, great talent. And they win since then, this century, or I shouldn't say this century, this decade, haven't beat Michigan so far. So great win for Michigan. Uh, just, again, that was the highlight of the college football day. But there were other great games as well that day. Uh, another one, Alabama-Auburn. I mean, I watched that one, and, I mean, I could not believe it. Uh, Auburn just... Sold that game on the final play, uh, 27-24, Alabama won. Uh, you know, thought this one was going to be tight because of in Auburn, how close these games are, and Auburn was able to run the football on this Alabama defense. Uh, you know, it was a back-and-forth game between these two teams. Uh, the must punt late helped set up the Alabama field position, but it is fourth and goal. From the 31-yard line, fourth and goal, they need a touchdown. You need to protect the end zone. Uh, and they run this prevent play with a lot of cushion, and it doesn't work out. Uh, I would have had five, you know, what we see now in the NFL, Eagles from the Cowboys a couple weeks. You have, like, five people on the goal line lining up. So every corner, every inch of that end zone is good. So you just have to then – protect the end zone. It's, hey, we can rush up if they throw it short, but we're not going to get beat in the end zone. That's exactly what happened to the Auburn Tigers. They got beat in the one area you couldn't, corner of the end zone. That defense, Jalen Milrow, made a great uh, throw, great catch by Isaiah Bond. They win the football game, but just previewing their next game to Georgia, I think Georgia can run the football, control the line of scrimmage, and beat Alabama. Uh, struggled with this Auburn team. I know Georgia did earlier, but I think Georgia can beat Alabama next week. Just early preview there. Great game, but I think Georgia has the advantage. Other great games. Washington State, Washington. Apple Cup uh, could have, you know, had Washington cut short early, 11-1. and one. Uh, great plays on uh, offense, you know, clutch plays by the play calling, running it to set up a field goal, a good win for them. So great rivalry weekend. So because of Ohio State being the only team that lost in the top 10, uh, I'm going to give you my top 10. But my top 10 to me, it's – or my top six – First two teams out, and then the four teams in the playoff. And my my top six, and really my top ten, uh, or my top eight would be uh, all the 12-0, and 11-1 teams 
is the same as the AP top 25. I think the AP has nailed it. And I don't think, and I think if the CFP committee ranks it differently, it's a, it's a travesty. I think Georgia undeserving, or I should say deserving, uh, number one, they get the top spot. Uh, great year for them offensively. Uh, and defensively, and then in just big games, big spots, they continually show up against the Missouris, the Ole Miss, the teams on their schedule that are like, hey, is there a chance? No, not really. Oh, Georgia shows up for those games. Two, I have Michigan beat two top ten teams, uh, only team in the country to have those current ones. They beat Penn State at 10-2. and two. They beat Ohio State at 11-1, two of the best wins you can have. Michigan has that. They also have a great, the best uh, scoring differential this season. Best defense, efficient offense. Michigan's there at two. I've got Washington at three, uh, mainly because they are undefeated. Um, at 12-0, and 0, they have beat a lot of ranked teams and beat Arizona's, uh, the Oregon States of the world. But Utah at the time um, was ranked. We'll see if they'll still ranked uh, come Tuesday, tomorrow night. But I think that wins that they have, great wins for them. For Florida State, they cruised when Jordan Travis was in. Backup comes in, face some adversity, down to North Alabama, scored 58 consecutive points. Now down, you know, by 12 points to Florida. You know, uh, overcoming that uh, deficit to then win by 12 I thought it showed great resilience in a hostile environment in the swamp. Florida State getting that win, I thought, was really big, staying undefeated. So you have your four undefeateds in that spot. Moving after that, to me, is Oregon. To me, the best team that's looked 11-1. and uh, Beat Oregon State, which I think is big for their resume because they didn't have a lot of big wins at the time. Yes, they beat Colorado early in the season. That one doesn't look as impressive. They beat Utah. Again, USC is not that impressive of a win, but they have been dominant in a type of fashion Michigan is with the one loss to Washington, which they can avenge come Friday night. Six out of Ohio State. They beat a good Notre Dame team. Uh, Albeit Notre Dame playing better, Ohio State did beat them. And Ohio State did beat uh, Penn State. So having, you know, two top... 20 top 15 victories is big for Ohio State. I think keeping them there at six should be good. Uh, had some stretches there with like a Rutgers-Maryland first half, but you win your games, you're good. Uh, similar situation at seven, Texas. Uh, Texas to me, similar to Ohio State. Couple games, they struggle there with a backup quarterback, but they do have one of the best wins this season. In Alabama, to me, the second best win uh, is at Alabama, Texas has. Uh, to me, the Ohio State-Texas is really so close putting it there at six. But I wouldn't have a problem at six or seven there. Uh, but eight, it firmly, I would still have Alabama there. At eight, I would not drop Ohio State behind Alabama because Alabama, to me, their one signature win is against LSU. So far this season, they lost to Texas at home by double digits, got dominated. Uh, they beat Ole Miss. In a game, but come on, Lane Tiffin just can't beat um, Alabama. And then Alabama hasn't really had a ton of impressive wins. Struggled against Auburn, of course, this weekend. Struggled against Texas A&M. 
uh, to beat them. South Florida early in the year, so hasn't been a dominant Alabama team either. Doesn't have a signature win in the top ten. I would keep Alabama there at number eight. So I agree with most of the AP top 25. I think the only one that could be scrutinized is Ohio State and Texas. Outside of that, there's no problem, and I hope the top four is the same as the AP come tomorrow's Tuesday night rankings. But now let's talk some NFL, second half of the show. Let's start with last night's Sunday night game, primetime. Uh, Ravens, Chargers. Ravens won uh, 20 to 10, closer than the final score indicated because, uh, you know, it was 10 to 3 at halftime, and then in the fourth quarter it was 13 to 10. So it was a close game. Lamar Jackson, I thought, was really good. Uh, struggled a little bit passing considering this Chargers pass defense isn't good. I thought they would dominate more. In that area, they didn't. However, I thought he played efficient, didn't turn the football over. You know, I shouldn't say that. He didn't throw an interception, uh, which was good, you know, you know, needed that. Uh, however, you know, he did fumble. Thankfully, it wasn't lost on his sake. Um, but good win for them. On the other hand, Chargers 4-7. and seven. So I'm going to talk about Frank Reich being fired. But Brandon Staley uh, should be fired. Uh, four and seven, I, you know, if I thought I would have announced a coach being fired today, it should have been him. Now, a lot of people are saying, you know, Justin Herbert isn't clutch. Uh, yes, he threw uh, one interception, but offensive line uh, and the team has a tough time picking up um, uh, blitzes. I think Justin Herbert does, needs to do a tiny bit better if, he, if there's a sign of improvement he can do. It's kind of diagnosing pre-snap blitzes setting up the offensive line to cover. That's why I have Josh Allen ahead of Herbert. Again, I'll talk about that. But, you know, some of the cover blitzes yesterday, uh, Josh Allen could diagnose it, have the offensive line pick it up. Justin Herbert struggles with that. Clearly, Keenan Allen is his number one target this year. Those two have been fantastic uh, together. Um, But, you know, running the football, the Chargers – allowed 197 rushing yards on them. 5.6 yards per rush. As a defensive-minded head coach, that's unacceptable. Yes, your pass defense has been terrible all year. I'm glad you shorted that up this game, and you let them run all over you. Keaton Mitchell, 7.1 yards a carry, 64 yards. Lamar Jackson rushed for 39. Zay Flowers had the game-ending touchdown rush. 37 yards. Justice Hill, 31 yards on five carries, 6.2 yards right there. Gus Edwards, 26 yards. Everybody was eating in the backfield this game. The Chargers could not stop a runny nose all game. They just couldn't. They kept on running at them, and there's nothing the Chargers could do. Uh, To me, four and seven, playoffs are out of it. They would have to win out to make the playoffs, I believe. And we're not going to. They still play the Broncos twice. They play the Bills and the Chiefs. I'm sorry, this team is not winning six in a row with their head coach. Brandon Staley should be fired. He doesn't know how to coach. He doesn't know how to handle the media. And again, I don't like calling for people's jobs. But sometimes it's time to make a change. 
It's time for some people to go. It's time for him to go. And I spent a lot of time talking about Brandon Staley being fired. To me, it's just everybody's talked about it so much by now. It's like, come on. Come on, Chargers. But let's talk about a coach and a team that actually fired somebody. And that is the Carolina Panthers firing head coach Frank Wright from the Panthers again. Last yesterday's 17-10 loss. They are the worst team in the NFL with a 1-10 record. Haven't won a game on the road 0-6. And he becomes the first coach since the NFL merger in 1970 to be fired in back-to-back seasons. Didn't even make it in back-to-back seasons last year. If you remember, on I read this, it felt like 10 years ago. It was He was the Colts head coach last year. He got fired. Remember, the Colts brought in Jeff Saturday from ESPN. Again, didn't play better. But Frank Wright got fired from the Colts last year, halfway through the season now with the Panthers. He gets fired again. Uh, it's clear that Bryce Young's a problem. Frank Reich is also a problem. I didn't think this was a good hire initially. When I talked about this on the show, I said, hey, I don't think Frank Reich is the guy in this situation. Uh, so there's a lot of things that need to be fixed uh, with this team. Uh, Frank Reich... Again, I thought it was a problem. Never thought he was a quarterback. Ruru didn't see show back uh, with, you know, the Carson Wentz he brought in or other players he had with him. And then this year with Bryce Young, it's been an utter disaster. I thought he had some good games with the Colts early uh, in his tenure, but he's just looked bad. I don't think he should get a head coaching job for a while. I don't think he's that guy. I mean, ugh, ugh. The Panthers are terrible. Now, I know people want to talk about Reich and Carson Wentz as the offensive coordinator with the Eagles and McP and then Foles and all that, but come on. That was a good system, good players. Uh, I don't want to give Frank Reich 100% of that credit at all. Uh, really don't. Doug Peterson, fantastic coach, great roster. Howie Roseman, still the general manager, terrific GM. Eagles, great organization. Uh, not going to give Frank Reich a ton of a credit there, considering where we see Doug Peterson and the Eagles still. Frank Reich gets like 2% of the credit. He gets gets the milk's chance. So good for them. First, quarter, first coach to be fired. Uh, if I'm the Panthers, I'm calling the – of course, you can't call anybody right now, but if I have some dream candidates going, uh, it is, you know, college route. I don't know if they want to do that considering they did the Matt rule. It's Jim Harbaugh, let's go Jim Harbaugh, or Ben Johnson from the Lions. Of course, being a Michigan man, I don't want to see Ben Johnson leave the Lions or Jim Harbaugh leave the Michigan Wolverines, but those to me are clearly the two best candidates so far this season. Uh, that if you're a team that you're looking to hire, those are two. Uh, two maybe you want to go after. Another game I want to talk about, Bills-Eagles. Fantastic game. I did pick the uh, Bills to win outright. They had a chance, and they lost. So don't want to be – never been one of those guys where I said, you know, and especially come on a podcast where you say, oh, 
oh, how lucky, but Eagles are lucky, blah, 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 blah. No, Eagles are a good team. Back-to-back weeks in a row, down by 10 and a half. Same score, 17 to 7. And they come back and win. However, I will say this. I thought last week Jalen Hurts outplayed um, Mahomes. This week, I thought Josh Allen outperformed Jalen Hurts. Both threw an interception, but Josh Allen dwarfed him in yards 339 to 202 touchdowns, three touchdowns. Josh Allen was terrific. Uh, considering they didn't really have a running game, James Cook, 16 carries, 43 yards. They did a great job shutting him down. But what could neither team do? Stop the other quarterback from running. Josh Allen, nine carries, 81 yards, was fantastic on the ground, had two touchdowns running to go along with his passing. Jalen Hurts, 65 yards on the ground, two touchdowns for him. So it was a great uh, game for both quarterbacks, fantastic. I thought Josh Allen was better. The team for Buffalo played better. 500 yards to the Eagles, 375. They were great, but passing. Again, Josh Allen. The rushing was even as well. They own the time of possession. So, again, like I said with Michigan and Ohio State, it comes down to the little things. What are some of those little things? One of them, making your freaking field goals. I mean, come on. Uh, The kicker, Tyler Bass, was two for four yesterday. You make your two field goals, what do you do? You win the game. Why? Because it's 37 uh, to, you know, 31 at the last possession for the Eagles. So we need to drive for a touchdown. And the way the Bills defense was playing, it's like, hey, I don't think Eagles get the walk-off touchdown to win the game in regulation. Tyler Bass missed a 48, and I believe a 32 or something was blocked. Whereas the kicking for... Uh, the Eagles, Jake Elliott, had one kick to make, a 59-yarder in crazy, windy, rainy conditions. He makes it. Tyler Bass misses two. You would think Tyler Bass playing in Buffalo can make those two. Evidently not. So it comes down to those things where, hey, and I know everybody wants to talk about Josh Allen being 0-6 in overtime games and not clutch. He led his team down the uh, field, got the – you know, field goal to go up 34-31 in overtime. So if you're a defense, defensive-minded head coach again in Sean McDermott, it's, hey, we can't let this team get a touchdown. Hold them to a field goal or do something to where, you know, interception. But his defensive play calling in the overtime, again, I thought was abysmal. Not good. Not good at all from uh, him in terms of play calling. Uh, the zero blitz. I hate zero blitzes in um, overtime and key situations. I really do. It covers zero, you know, man's over there because guess what? Gabe Davis beat Darius Slay. Miscommunication by Josh Allen and uh, Gabe Davis would have resulted in a touchdown. However, Them, they do it. What does Jalen Hurts do? Keep it. Jason Kelsey crushes somebody. And then there's just a lack of effort, too. So Bill's defense hasn't been good. And uh, Sean McDermott wants to talk about the improvement of the offense in his post-game press. It's like, hey, 
The offense is doing their thing. Buffalo's offense was fantastic. They put up 505 yards. That I you correct the special teams errors and your defensive errors. You're not going to allow 37 points. It win a lot of football games. You're just not. So I feel bad for Josh Allen. This loss is not solely on him. He's not shouldering most of the blame because some games he'll have the four turnovers, like against the Broncos, where, hey, a lot of it's on you. This game, it's like, hey, not a lot of it's on you. It's like, Sean McDermott, you got to be a little better. But I thought this was a fantastic game. Eagles, to me, have essentially clinched the one seed now, uh, unless they lose their next two games. I don't see them doing that. However, Eagles trailed past four games. Uh, need to come back. Uh, would like to see some improvement from them. Then another team I want to talk about, the Patriots. The Patriots are terrible. So uh, their game-time kick at the end was bad. Uh, that was really bad. Um, worse than Tyler Bass. But this is a coach, Bill Belichick, who made, you know, was so good at destroying rookie quarterbacks. And Tommy DeVito looked all right yesterday, 17-25, 191 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, Bill Belichick was playing his cards close to the vest on announcing the quarterback. Game time decision. Well, he puts Mac Jones in there, and he was terrible. 89 yards, two interceptions. So he put Zappy in there. He was bad, too. Four, 54 yards on 14 attempts, nine completions, and an interception. Two terrible quarterbacks. Bill Belichick is old. He's washed. The Patriots are done. Again, I said Patriots are not winning a Super Bowl. With Bill Belichick, it was done. Tom Brady's the Patriot way. It's really the Tom Brady way. I still stand by that because just looking at this team, it gets worse and worse every week. Now, maybe they wanted this because they know Mac Jones is a big guy and this is part of their plan to really lose out and tank because I don't see them winning a game the rest of the season. Maybe the Jets the end of the year, depending on who their quarterback situation is. But Chargers come this week. That's an L, considering how bad Brandon Steely is. But the Patriots are a bad team. Steelers lost, Chiefs lost, Broncos, Bills, and then the Jets again. So just, I think, Patriots are a bad team. They need a lot of change. And the thing is, they don't have a great future. There's not great players on this team where I look at, oh, they're a couple pieces away. It's like they are multiple pieces away on defense and offense. This is a slow team that Bill Belichick has put together. But let me conclude with tonight, Chicago, Minnesota, Monday night. Uh, Chicago and Minnesota both coming off close losses. Uh, games uh, they, you know, essentially had and led. And, again, couldn't seal the deal. Here we have the game in Minnesota. Uh, I think this is going to be a close game. We don't get a Kirk Cousins primetime performance. Josh Dobbs has been... Uh, good this year. Uh, Justin Fields, I think, is still playing hard. DJ Moore. I think this is a very, very close game. But I do think Minnesota pulls it out. Uh, they have more to play for in terms of getting to the postseason. I believe they beat um, Chicago tonight. Close game. Minnesota's three points. Again, I would probably not take anything. I think that's a push. Minnesota does win by a field goal tonight. Give me the Vikings. This has been Unbothered. 
I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody.